Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the Doctor Who After Show. We're talking about Season 11, Episode 6. We're going to talk about the demons of Punjab. One of... I don't know how you guys feel. That was intense. I got to talk about it. We're going to talk about the Doctor. We're going to talk about to, to, all of the stuff, Her the, the history. There's so much to talk about. Let's just get started. <laughs> You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz... Hey guys, welcome back to Doctor Who. If yeah. I can collect myself. Oh yeah. But this was such an intense episode. It so was. forgive me if I'm stumbling a little bit. Um, this was emotional. This was like it, just a, an all-around amazing episode that I almost don't have words for it. But I need to find them to fill the next 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, thank you for for joining us, guys. I'm Zach Wilson. Got Adrian Snow right here. Hello, guys. I'm Adrian Snow. Good to see y'all. Hey, guys. Zia Anderson. Nice to be back. I'm Dave Child. Hi. I'm going to try not to cry this episode. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for holding down the fort last yeah, week. Yeah, While fun. I couldn't make the show. Uh, missed you guys. Uh, we missed you. We missed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Happy belated. Again. <laughs> um, but let's. Uh, I just want to get your guys' first reactions to the demons of Punjab. How are you feeling after that episode? Oof. I feel like. I mean, this is. It hasn't settled in because I just finished watching it. But my first thought was like, okay, there is an episode I always tell people like to watch if you want to see what Doctor Who was like, mm. and it, no matter what your feelings on all the shades of Doctor Who, you're going to like it because it's a good sci-fi story. And this one is like, if you want to see how dramatic and kind of powerful and moving they could get, I feel like I would recommend this episode. Like Mm -hmm. someone, it was like, I want this to win all the awards. It really like hit me down to the core. And it also like taught me about a moment in history I have to admit I know nothing about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had to look it up because the same. I, I didn't know, and I was like, oh, yeah. okay. It did. Well, at the same time, being incredibly relevant to what's going on today. Yeah. So it had a great yeah. balance of like, oh, all the things. And a really cool alien design. Yeah. On top of it. It was everything I love from like a Doctor Who episode and done really, really well. Yeah, I do. I really enjoyed the way that they portrayed the aliens in this. I liked their story. Mm -hmm. Um, I also really loved the way that the episode sort of portrayed how ridiculous we can be as humans Mm -hmm. is kind of what it made me feel. (coughs) Just the way that they were that. um, uh, Oh, my gosh. His name is. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, and his brother were were talking about. Oh, Prem. Prem, Mm -hmm. We're talking about, you know, how they felt on both sides. You know, you're really looking at looking at the whole situation and going, yeah, this is ridiculous and crazy, but people get such strong feelings about it. It's, yeah, (laughs) it was very powerful in that way. Yeah, I I really liked this episode. I really liked the writing and the acting. Um, And it was also kind of like a, (laughs) if you were thinking that Chris Chibnall was not going to be 
a political uh, <laughs> showrunner. Did you he think- basically was like, no, if I could curse right now, I would. It would start with an M and end with an S and F in the middle. He's like, no, that word. <laughs> like, this is not that kind of show this season. We're going to be full political. I'm going to talk about uh, things that are relevant. And I'm also going to educate you as well. Because... I'm I'm sure at some point in my high school life I did hear about the partition of India, but I I've had right. ten plus years of life since then, so I haven't thought about it then. So just to kind of have that brought back to me was nice to see as well, because they're just stories that you don't hear that much living in the United States of America. To be perfectly honest, yeah, and just the story between Prem and. Um, Manish, the xenophobic Harry Potter, was just really great. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I, guess, I kept watching it. I was like, look at xenophobic Harry Potter up oh here. I think it was this step into that light in that one important shot yes. where it was just, it was like, look Harry? at my round glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, this was an intense episode. And you guys mm-hmm. are right. Like, this was, it's a, it's a, it's like a, a history fact that I like knew at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I knew like India and Pakistan got partitioned, but yeah. you don't, like I have never heard the the intricacies of that that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Certainly not on this micro scale, mm-hmm. where like the people living on the border. And I mean, this happens throughout history of when borders change yeah. and peoples that are mixed up, like the, Korea, they find South themselves yeah. all, all allied with a government that may or may not represent them mm-hmm. and right. the way that that is all affected like these aren't just small towns anymore yeah. this is like you're I mean like there's villages in uh, what is now Turkey that my family used to own like land in and be, they were farmers but they were chased out because of their heritage and yeah. that, that land is still there and the people that are there are not bad yeah. it, but like borders change and and governments do terrible things that push people off of the places where they lived and to show it in this circumstance mm-hmm. to show like how easily mm-hmm. people can snap at each other well over- i think it's it's also showing how i think there's there's someone who even says it it's about how they they take um they take mild differences and turn that into a frenzy and then yeah. turn that hatred yeah. into something that can become actionable. He says something along those lines. I'm I'm definitely paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But just that whole idea of like this is something that was done carelessly by a government that, that really had no place being there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they did it in a way where they didn't consider the actual intricacies of the people that lived there. They just saw, okay, some people are Hindu. Most of the Hindus live over this area. Most of the um, Muslims live in this area, so let's just split it down the middle and call it a day. And and it it just goes to show, like there's you we see that even now, like there yeah. are things that you can't just say that there are a bunch of people on their way up to a border, and that all those people are criminals and coming to invade our country. No, and if you, <laughs> I think that's not it. And if you think about like you know all the stuff that's obviously happening in America right now. With the divide between people, like there's that one line where the where Prem is talking about how Manish is just listening to angry people on the radio, yeah, and pamphlets and angry men on the radio, which is exactly what's happening with a lot of the alt right movements, mm-hmm. and it's what's happening right now. But also, it's happening in the UK too with Brexit. Oh yeah, so they're dealing with the same sort of divide and xenophobia that's that we're also dealing with. So touching upon. Both of that in a story about Pakistan and India is just like, 
amazing because it just it really it it connected us with a part of history and people that are very diverse from us from some of the viewers that are watching Mm -hmm. from me i should say make it more personal for me and be able to connect and be in their shoes was just that's really great writing Mm -hmm. and it's really it shows the strength of television even a sci-fi show about a traveling alien in a spaceship like uh, time traveling alien in a spaceship it's like it's amazing that they were able to like really touch a nerve like that Mm -hmm. yeah but also just like taking these taking the the episode was beautifully constructed in that we we the way that we were invited into this Mm the we like we got to see from Yaz's point of view mm-hmm. when we we meet her her I think she would call her her nanny her nanny her nanny yeah, yeah. nan uh, her grandmother her yeah. grandmother <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, also gra- apparently grandmothers are very big in Chibnall's world oh, Chibnall's yeah. must love his grandma yes because <laughs> that's the second big grandma like character yeah. we've had that's true, this. That's true okay. yeah um, that's true and they're yeah. both called Nan so you know yeah. that's what Chibnall's wow. his grandma. Yeah. Um, but like to see it through her for to get into like that question of like oh what is my family's story like we don't always know our, our grandparents stories mm-hmm. intricately like we may know pieces of it but we don't know the details mm-hmm. like I found out like some of the like stories about like my gr- my grandmother when she was young and like when I heard like that's what happened mm-hmm. what um, it's like surprising because you don't think about those facts but yeah our grandparents were a lot of them were alive and dealt with parts of history that are now so far they seem so far away mm-hmm. that they are were separated from them they don't even feel real mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. somebody would have experienced somebody experienced these things yeah and you yeah. know you're uh, as i like to say my parents had a life before i came into being and it's the same yeah. thing with my grandparents like they we are totally different people between the time that we, well i don't have any children but i assume between the time you have a child um, and and the time before that. And so it's kind of nice to see that as well, to see, like, um, Nan or Umbreen as a young woman coming into adulthood and all of that. And also it's so crazy just to even think or comprehend all of those tiny little decisions and things that they could control and couldn't control in their mm-hmm. lives that led to you being born. Yeah. And I think a lot of that – and it, especially going back for Yaz must have been really hard because she had to see her grandmother lose someone that she loved, Mm -hmm. but knowing she had to let it happen in order for her to exist Mm -hmm. is a really like a weirdly personal thing to have to go through and also kind of a tough decision to have to make. Yeah. And it's the second time they've had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, well, we're just going to sit here and watch the bad parts of history, which I I appreciate because often um, with, Doctor Who, we don't see them sit through the bad parts right. of history and have and have to watch it play out. Yeah, and usually and they're trying to, to to change things. And mm-hmm. also, the, I think there's I think there's a reason why the uh, the alien in this case was like not the Taharian yeah. were witnesses. They were mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, they were just like the the watchers and the observers from like Marvel and stuff. Yeah, but like they were that, and it's. It was interesting because what our team, what our team TARDIS ends up being is the same exact thing as the aliens they first think are the the villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they're both observers for 
this moment of time that's very hard to watch mm -hmm. and very hard to be a part of. So what, while they seem monsters in the first place and demons, they turn out to be exactly the same mm -hmm. as our heroes, which is in itself like a lesson on empathy yeah. that mm -hmm. kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, is it is it Sajarians or the Sajarians? I, I thought it was. I Sajarians. I wrote Sajarians. Sajarians. Yeah, Sajarians. I heard, like, different things. Sajarian okay. hive. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted, because I brought a picture, I just want to talk about how I immediately thought of the Predator. Sorry yeah. for this picture, you guys. It's uh, uh, gross. But, like, it's the like, Predator is beautiful. Like, oh, it's like a nice uh, version of the Predator with, yeah. with more eyes. And yeah. Just, you know, they have little hoof right. teeth. Right. They also didn't know. really, it didn't really have a mouth. It just had teeth, which yeah, was interesting. Yeah, just the teeth. Yeah. And it was uh, enforcing the, like, the thoughts into people's heads, and that's what was painful. Yeah, like, like but, Rod. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they like were Rod, thought speak. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. remembers animorphs. Like which one? It's thought speak, like animorphs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deep dive. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Taking it back thoughts. to the nineties. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I did like the alien design, mm -hmm. and like, so, so uh, I want to get into like the to the the Jarians mm -hmm. um, in a moment. Um, before we do that, uh, I want to take a brief moment and talk to you guys about how you can help us keep talking about things like. Thajarians and other hard to pronounce sci-fi words uh, by supporting AfterBuzz TV. Zia. Hey, AfterBuzzers. Our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there's no network that works harder to serve, serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be. Because they're optional, you can turn them off. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air. For now, thank you for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Oh yeah! Thank yeah. you, and thank you guys. Um, and as always, go onto iTunes, hit us with a subscribe and a rating. Uh, a review is hugely helpful. It's a great way for uh, other people to find the show. It helps mm -hmm. boost us up in those little iTunes rankings. Yeah. And then when you search Doctor Who, you have to scroll even less to find our podcast, Whoa. and that always makes me feel good. <laughs> when you just have to only have to scroll a little bit. And feel free to talk to us in the chat right now. We mm -hmm. are paying attention. And actually, morbid encounters. Brought up a good point, and this is – I actually thought of these with the uh, the Jarians too, uh, that they reminded me of the testimony mm -hmm. from a previous season. I was trying to figure out what they were called. I couldn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they said that the Morbid Encounter says there may be a difference uh, from the testimony because the testimony follows the documented deaths while these are following the forgotten. It's and honestly, I just feel like these guys are just a better version of the testimony. Which season was the testimony again? Is that – is that Matt Smith? No, that was Capaldi. No, that's Capaldi. Okay, because there was one I was like, I, when I was doing prepping for the special segment, which is coming later in the show, mm -hmm. I uh, I was like, there's something, there's one of them I'm missing. I was trying to do other references similar to that. Right. Or was, was that with Bill? Was that last season? No. Think you're thinking, you're thinking ex extremists? It was the ones where they just took every that? everyone who dies and put, uploads them to a happy place. Oh, you're talking about the Christmas episode. Yeah, I think oh, it is. Yeah, the yeah. Christmas episode with Bill. Which I felt like was very weak. And I felt like the the the, the those those characters were just like not yeah. not that interesting. But these but these characters I thought yes. were interesting, especially yeah. yes. the idea of a a civilization that was based around 
assassination and yeah. murder. They were reformed assassins. Yeah, right. I appreciated that. I appreciated that there that the villains um, are complex this season. Yes. yes, it's not as easy to well some of them is easy to hate, but it's not as easy to hate all of them. <laughs> like, right. You're like oh. Oh wait, I'm not. I don't even have to hate you. Like you're not actually a bad person. Like it, it's talking about like just the assumptions we make about yeah, about right. things and learning to to see past it. And I that's, also yeah. Oh, no, Ziga. I was just gonna say. I also really appreciated uh, just that little moment where the doctor, you know, you see from previous season, sort of comes in where the doctor says these people are under my protection. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Um, then it also makes you really appreciate that the doctor has this sort of philosophy where she wants to talk to everyone, you know, whether they are friend or foe. Oh, yeah. And so that's how she, you know, comes to find out about the the Jarians. Um, and I, I enjoyed that it gives you a chance to sort of empathize and get to know the other side of the story because you're right, you do make assumptions right off the bat. And people yeah. oftentimes don't pause to stop and look at, you know, other points of views, mm-hmm. points of view. Yeah, and it's good to also see the doctor making that mistake mm-hmm. yeah. with these, with these uh, assuming these are villains yeah. and going after them and then learning, like, because it's great to have her have extreme empathy at points, but also to find fault in herself. And yeah. I think that's, it's, it's nice that she didn't go, wait, hold on, they may look ugly, but they might be good. <laughs> you know, it's good that she doesn't have that because yeah. it makes us identify more with her. And she also says stuff, she keeps saying things that I love. Like she said, uh, she was like, uh, listen, every, every mention of, oh, she said like, I, I'm rattling on because uh, to hide my discomfort or something like that. <laughs> and it was such like, this is my defense mechanism. And then also later when she says, um, listen, yeah, sure, any any mention of different genders or oh, regeneration yeah. is <laughs> it's just like, me joking. it's yeah, just, me, it's joking. just me, joking. me joking. I love humor. <laughs> I like, also have to, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I also have to say, I love her faces. I love the faces she makes throughout mm-hmm. the, the episodes. I'm not even going to try because I'm just going to look silly, but she does it so well. It's my favorite. Yeah. I'm just like, the more and more time we spend with this doctor, the more fun I'm having with her. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, that idea that like, she, she just wants, this whole thing was started because she wants to, she wants Wanted to, she couldn't say no to her friend. Mm-hmm. Like her friend was asking her for something, and she's like, "Ah, but that's not. We shouldn't do that. But you she, really want to, and I can." But the doctor acts like she doesn't do that all the time. Well, <laughs> I'm like, "You do that all the time. It's okay." At the same time, I can picture this being like even David Tennant or or Capaldi or one of the previous doctors that are a lot more serious, just being like, "No." We must never do that. Well, Capaldi took no idea uh, yeah. Clara to hell for Danny Pink. We That's all. true. Yeah. That's true. So, so you know. Hell, Danny Pink. And, <laughs> uh, but it was nice to just have her be like, I shouldn't, but I want to. Okay, let's do it. It'll be fine. One yeah. hour. See. That's yeah. all you get. No, it's full well. Just this, yeah. this yeah. Ferris Buellerian doctor. Ugh. That's Ferris the more, that's like the more every, every episode, I'm like, this is Ferris Bueller doctor. <laughs> This, I could see that. That's awesome. No, like, no singing with parades, though. That'd be but weird. she totally would if she, she would. found herself in a parade. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's the thing. Is, uh, she's constantly running into trouble, mm-hmm. has no problem with it. Mm-hmm. We'll talk her way out of pretty much any circumstance mm-hmm. that she might find herself in. Uh, ha- like, absolutely is about her friends, but her friends' growth and journey is more of, like, what's going on around her as yeah. she just sort of plows through the storylines. Yeah. It's the Ferris Bueller doctor, guys. I also have to say, while we're talking about different characters, 
I think Graham <laughs> is becoming my favorite character <laughs> in every he episode. He hasn't already been your favorite He character? is, but he continues to be, and I just want to hug him all the time. Yeah. He's just, they're doing a good job with having these really humble, like, off-the-cuff moments of great wisdom coming mm-hmm. from him. And you know it's because he comes from a place of pain and, like, and life experience. So mm-hmm. he says these things that are like... Like the, I think he has the one of the more poignant lines in the whole movie or in the whole show. Felt like a movie, but he says it so off the cuff, which is like, listen, we never really know. I'm kind of quite. Well, uh, we decide what, how to tell our own stories. We never really know. Yeah, we don't know the point living. of our own stories because we're too busy living I mean, them. We're still inside yeah, we're of living them. them from the inside. And I was like, that is just a beautiful. I was going to write that down, and then I was like. I'm writing down too much. I need to to (laughs) go back and actually learn that line and kind of memorize it. Yeah. Because I thought that was such a beautiful line. Put it on a Facebook post, the kind where you have the colored background. And And it's just Graham's face. once a year you'll be reminded. Right. Yeah, yeah. Nicely. They'll be like, today you said this awesome thing. Um, But it it is like the the writing, like uh, this the season has been... Full of a lot of good and a few like off moments for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the like when Chibnall had said at the beginning of the season, like he's going to use he was going to make this a, a a teaching show again. Yeah, uh-huh. I was a little bit apprehensive, and like, right. he sort of fulfilled my apprehension when he had those moments in like Rosa and um, was it what was the other one recently where it's very it was very much felt like and here's the lesson, kids. Right. Like, well, it's well, like they did say that in every episode he will have like a, an educational moment. Who brought that up? Did yeah, someone that? brought that up yeah. in the chat last. Last, last mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. but what one one thing that felt Rosa felt that way because I mean at least for us Americans, that's pretty well worn. Like we kind of know the story of Rosa Parks over and over again, and this is a story that isn't talked about that often. This is a, a moment in history that mm-hmm. isn't talked. But about. what I mean is, I thought that this episode dealt with that so smoothly that I never felt taken out of it. Like, the yeah. way Rosa did it at the very end of the episode, not like seeing all of the events unfold, but at the end of the episode they did like a teaching moment. It, it felt like, right. here's the teaching moment. Yeah. Yeah. But this episode taught me about this piece of history that I was unaware of, or yeah. at least not f- intimately familiar with, yeah. and I now feel like I know more about it, and I understand what happened in the conflict, and I didn't know that that many people died in that. Mm-hmm. Two hundred thousand to two, and it was yeah. cleanly integrated just into the fiber of the show, or the fabric of the mm-hmm. show, rather. Um, and that's this is how I think that it, it can be done and should be done more often. And I think this this episode for me was not only the strongest of the season, but one of the strongest episodes of Doctor Who I've seen in years. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Also, I want to mention this because my computer's about to die, and this is a good comment. Uh, by Glick's writer uh, 13 that this is one of those stories where the doctor and the friends are part of history but they're almost totally inconsequential mm. oh. which I like I like you could take them out mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it's the happen. same thing will still happen they didn't do anything they you really just were observers. just observers they were yeah. just observers yeah. you could have done a movie about this the drama of these characters mm-hmm. and it yeah. would have been like like uh, Miramax would be pushing for yeah. I don't know why I picked Miramax but the, it, it would be Oscar Miramax bait no it would be Oscar, Oscar bait exists, absolutely right? but like, <laughs> like the addition yeah, no, right. yeah. of the uh, the car oh, help me out here guys what which one the, the, the aliens the, the, the Jarians I don't know why I'm that's st- so hard for me to say. <laughs> the I, I, when, I, when I host, when I did the grim after show, I had to say weird German words every week, but I can't get the Jarians down consistently. <laughs> yeah. um, 
But I, I thought that they added so much to this because it also gave us that Doctor Who perspective. Right. It gave us that, like, look at history. Learn yeah. from history. Don't forget the people that there are people out there that you should know about. That mm-hmm. Like, you don't know their stories, but their stories affected not only small groups of people, but could affect more if we mm-hmm. only knew yeah. them. And it's also, I mean, it also has that uh, obvious bait and switch which is great in every storyline. You see this in a lot of zombie movies and, and shows and uh, horror stories in general where you think the monster is the monster, but it's really the people are the monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the monsters are due on Maple Street of this episode. Those are my favorite types of stories. And- yeah, this is the monsters are due on Maple Street. Yeah. It's almost exactly the same, except it's not like the, uh, it, which is a famous episode of Twilight, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone with the aliens seen. from a distance will yeah. actually must be the, complete the, jerks to each other. Yeah, the aliens <laughs> kind of influence the divide between this the neighborhood that mm-hmm. happens. And in this case, they just happen to be there. But it is, they're doing the same sort of, like, bait and switch of there's demons in Punjab, in the Punjab, and the demons are are the people, and it's Mm -hmm. not the actual aliens that are showing up. Which Chibnall has done before in episodes of Torchwood. There's, right. Yeah, he's he's done that before. And I actually really enjoy when he does that because it's a nice little refreshing break from just having a constant villain mm-hmm. that they're up mm-hmm. against that is, you know, very much like, oh, it's this evil alien that's trying to take over this or do yeah. that. Or I, I kind of like that it's, um, you know, the aliens were kind of the, the good guys in this one. Yeah, most of the aliens have not been bad this season if you think yeah. about it outside of tim shaw tim shaw yeah and well, and, and uh future space races but we don't even know if yeah. he's an alien he could just be a future human <laughs> that's, that's that's true, true. Yeah. there's also the there's so also that, that makes more sense death planet full of the you know crazy shawls that are killing everyone that oh, we what? saw remember that that last one like a couple of episodes ago you're talking about episode the, two yeah with the the the, the weird oh. rags that yelled timeless yeah. child yeah. Yeah. yeah and we haven't right. heard anything about it since and i still want to know things we we'll yeah. still have Sorry, four episodes my, i know four slash five <laughs> episodes left <laughs> um but i yeah the I think Chibnall is playing with that idea of like it doesn't you don't have to make them bad like yeah, yeah I like that yeah and even the glowworm last week was some <laughs> was uh, a, yeah. <laughs> one of another fame like another favorite uh, uh, alien design was just a force of nature and yeah, was just hungry, hungry yeah. and the ship got in the way of it yeah yeah it's not his fault he just needed to feed himself he needed yeah. the energy and he was. Sorry, not to go back to this episode, but just how happy he was after he got that big. He was like, I'm good now for a while. And just like floating off into space with a big smile on his face. I love it. I wasn't here to say, but I hope that one of you made the comparison that he's uh, somebody was watching Futurama and wanted to put Nibbler in Doctor Who. Uh (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We talked about it. And actually, the chat brought it up first. It Mm -hmm. was, it's very true. Yeah. Uh, It's totally Nibbler. Um, (laughs) But. Yeah, so th- so I wanted to ask you guys what you think mm-hmm. about um, Yaz and her grandma at the end of the episode because after we experience like firsthand this whole her her what has to be one of the biggest events in her life, if not the most dramatic mm-hmm. moment that she's that she's lived, mm-hmm. she chooses not to tell her family about it. She's mm-hmm. never told her granddaughters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's told her daughter. No, I don't think um, so. But it, it's yeah, she sort of implied that she didn't. Yeah. But what do you guys think of not only her decision not to tell, but also Yaz's decision not to press her on it? I think it's completely normal. Yeah. I mean, I have friends whose grandparents have survived the Holocaust. Um, 
in my own family, we have survived atrocities that we talk about in private and don't mention in public. And so it's, uh, you know, my grandmother told stories that if if she wanted to share them, we were we were happy to listen, but we weren't going to press her about it because mm-hmm. that's a time that is so painful that you don't want people to have to to relive that or go through that. So um, I think I thought it was a great moment to show that, like, yeah. People carry the pain for the rest of their lives, and yeah. they and they still overcome it, and they still do okay. But it's still very much a part of them, you know. So what I also really loved about that is how much she still, you know, she went through all of that, and it was it was really terrible, and it was really hard, and she had to move on. But she still got her family out of it, mm-hmm. and she still. To, I think in in that moment, she was like, I don't know if it was worth it, but she's like, I still, I got my your mother, and I got you. Mm-hmm. And your sister. And she still got this amazing family and these amazing people that love her. And it's always really hard when you have family that, you know, might not have been born. Could you imagine if they weren't there? Yeah. You know? And so there's something to be said for the fact that no matter how hard our journeys are, it kind of gets you where you need to be. And you wouldn't have the people in your life or the experiences that you've had without that part of your life, without that story. Yeah. And some people in the chat are talking about, like, uh, you know, people have experienced the comeback from Vietnam. They mm-hmm. don't really talk about um, anything that happened there. They, it's, it's something that is there. And I'm, I'm glad. It, I was kind of not worried, but I thought for sure it was going to be one of those time travel endings where she's like, I didn't tell you because I knew you would know. Yeah, I was like, I remember you there. Or when she even saw the, the hands design, she's like, finally you were there and we can talk about it now mm-hmm. but i'm glad that didn't really happen i'm yeah. glad it was I like just occasionally when it happens but i'm okay i, that d- didn't I do too but yeah. in this case it was nice to just be like oh it's just something she doesn't want to talk about it's yeah. just something that happened in the family and some people in chat are asking why didn't she recognize yeah since they look exactly the same it was like 30 40 years ago <laughs> no more than that it mm-hmm. was so many years ago you wouldn't Her recognize the like person. 75 at yeah. least now she and had to be she, 18 yeah. when she went in the like in those episodes she'd yeah. probably be like that was a weird group of people diverse that, people that mm-hmm. all of a sudden showed up <laughs> even if she did recognize that that woman looks similar to her grandchild she'd yeah. just think what a coincidence my yeah. grandchild looks very similar to this woman now maybe the doctor if she meets the yeah, doctor meets and doesn't recognize, them, well, seeing all of them together when they come over for dinner or something, that, that might be like, that's going to be oh, like, God, yeah. like that. Plus, plus like, familiar. I, I mean, like specifically because of the way the doctor dresses. Yes, very like, much. And yes. the fact yes. that she wears the same clothes every day. Mm-hmm. But memory is like, a tricky thing. It kind of falls apart. She could be like, I remember someone in overalls. Like thinking mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, that's fair. So you know, I, I always let that pass in time. In time travel, true because memories aren't accurate. They even say um, they like the, the scientific people even say that um, your memories lie to you. They're yeah. the way you remember things are not how they happened. No, never. That's why there's always two sides to every story. When exactly, you, <laughs> because exactly, you're you know because we're all lying, it. if not to somebody else, to, <laughs> to ourselves. Not even meaning to. The more you forget, <laughs> the more you forget. <laughs> Um, how are you guys feeling? So we talked about Graham and, mm-hmm. and Yaz. Um, well, well, let's talk a little bit more about Yaz, actually. Um, what did you it think was, was her episode? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think about uh, was what do you think was really driving Yaz from the beginning? Was it just the not want to know wanting to know about her grandmother? Or do you think there was more uh, to that? Like why this why she was so in in 
so set on, well, it, on going back to this. It starts off with like the grandma being a, a drama grandma <laughs> in the way that she's like, here's one thing I'm not going to tell you about. Not at all. I mean, I, if I was a friend with a time traveler, I'd be like, I'm going to find out what that is, Grandma. Here's <laughs> a yeah. broken watch. You must never fix, yeah. nor ask why you can't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you don't have a time travel machine. You could go back and find out exactly why. Well, there's some things that you have to do for the convenience of the story. But I'm, I'm not, saying that was that was works. why she went back. Yeah, that's why she went back. But, you know. I can sometimes be like, oh, I don't really like when they do that crap where it's like, this is just for the convenience of the story. Um, I don't think it was it, it in worked. this case. It I don't think it was because it's, I feel like I'm going to defend this because like I'm with you. It was a tiny bit thin to me. I'm sorry. Go I on. don't. But we just had a huge discussion about why about someone who will talk about their past but not want to bring up the entirety. No, of no, their no. Past. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the whole setup in the beginning was just very. Here's this. It, it was. It was things. a little put upon Mm -hmm. like it just not that she didn't want to talk about it but just like the way that they they kind of operated around it i guess i I guess it could have just been here's the watch well what's the watch oh it's a story for another time and then yes could be like actually i want to go see what this watch was about but they made a whole thing where she's like no never fix it we can never talk about it but at the time i thought it was almost funny and that's why I kind of liked it mm. because I thought it was a way to start off with something because I was like, ah, oh, Drama Mama was just – as soon as she brought that up, it felt like a very mom-grandma thing to do of mm-hmm. being like dramatic for no point at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of thought it was almost a moment of levity and then by the end of it, I'm like, damn, Grandma, you deserve to be Drama Mama. <laughs> <laughs> you live through that, Hell Grandma yeah. Mama. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I wonder if it would have been a thing where like she she gives that watch and then maybe has it written down for them to learn the story yeah. or something like that. Because um, otherwise, it yeah. feels like the watch is something you you bury you get buried with, as opposed to mm-hmm. passing it on without any explanation as to why this is something that for them to hold on to. Um, but oh, <laughs> this is. This is a tangent, but I do want to bring this up because there's a good comment about this, and my and my computer's about to die. Please. Uh this is about actually back to the TARDIS, and it's something that someone noticed in the TARDIS that I definitely noticed that kind of threw me. This is the only thing that threw me. The episode is: Did anyone notice how the column in the TARDIS moved? I didn't realize the whole column moved with the middle part. That was interesting. I also noticed that, but what I really noticed was the side columns going. <laughs> I did notice that was yeah. real weird to me, what? and it felt like the I side. What well, if you go back and you watch it again? The side columns, the side crystal columns, mm-hmm. uh-huh. the very top of it, as the middle part kind of moves up and down, which mm-hmm. we're used to in Tardises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the side one kind of bends like a little for the podcast listeners, like. Uh, Danny's finger in the shining, rum, like yeah. back up and down, <laughs> red rum. like red rumming their way through time and space. Which oh, uh, interesting, I, I think is a weird move. Yeah, I think the TARDIS is is uh, interesting this year. It's not my favorite TARDIS, but it's still pretty. It's still but yeah, pretty. It's, it's, it's a, it's a bit much for me. I, I loved think. Peter Capaldi's TARDIS. He had a good AKA TARDIS. AKA Matt Smith's like. The, last last the library, library TARDIS. Yeah. I, I love, love the library it. TARDIS. I just want that. I want to live in that TARDIS. Yeah, give me that TARDIS. Yes. Yeah, see here, I'm bringing it up so that we can look at it. Oh. I can't show you guys, but like you, that you, is, you watched uh-huh. it. I see it. Yeah, yeah, it's just like 
There's all these moving pieces. I'm sure we're going to see it again in a future episode. It's a bit it'll weird. Come, it'll come it's back. A bit, it's, it's so fleshy. That's valid. the weird thing about it. I will it. say, <laughs> the one thing I absolutely it's love the, about this TARDIS is the biscuit. The little thing that gives you a biscuit. Yeah. I love that this yeah. doctor is obsessed with biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. It's her, she just it's wants her, a cookie. She just wants a cookie. What's it called? It's my jelly kind babies? of doctor. What are those? No, that was the old. That was, oh, really? It's the equivalent of the jelly babies. It's the equivalent yeah. of the jelly yeah. babies. That would come out. Custard creams is this. Right. Custard creams is this doctor's snack food. Fish and custard. So, yeah. Fish sticks. Yeah. And Which custard. I have eaten and is delicious. Fish sticks and custard? FYI. What? Fish sticks and custard. Yes. What? Okay. Delicious. Look, Savory got- and sweet together. Ah. Mm. Wow. We at AfterBuzz do not recommend you follow Zach's diet. No, we absolutely recommend you go try this. I'm no. so terrified but so curious at the same time. Because I've done peanut butter and bacon. Awesome combo. Well, now you're just Elvising. Yeah, no, it's great, though. Um, all right. Before all right. the end of the season, <laughs> I'm going to make you guys no, eat okay. fish fingers and custard. No, that can we was do the previous. The, can we, we do can... it on the finale? We can all sit here and eat... We'll one. do this on like an Instagram <laughs> stream. Fine. So you're not going to eat on a podcast, what? but I will eat biscuits like crazy because that's the current doctor. I don't need to eat what the disgusting previous doctor. That's did. why we're not going to do it on the show. We're going to do it as a side thing to this show. <laughs> let's get to the. Let's get. Let's get, Yeah. Uh, I see the chat said what flavor custard? Vanilla. That's what he eats in Suppose. when he makes fish fingers and custard. Come on. Oh, God. Let's get back. Yeah, let's get back on track. Um, Well, I think this is a good enough place to transition and to move (laughs) into our special segment, Who's Who on Who? Yes. Who are you? Who, 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 who? I really want to know. We don't have the rights to that song. (laughs) Whatever. I changed it just enough. So, Adrian. Yes. So I just always like to first start with the who's who and then go into a little bit of history about some of the references. Um, I want to start with Shane Zaza. I think we have a picture of him. He is the actor who played Prem. He's also been seen in The Mummy, MI5, not Mission Impossible 5, MI5, the British film or television MI5? show. MI5? MI5. MI5. Like okay. MI6. He was in MI5 uh, agent, you're saying. No. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's in MI5. Uh, and he was in the Nosedive episode of Black Mirror along with The Da Vinci Code. He also oh. is a really well-known, uh, oh my God, stage actor. There we go. I was like, what word am I looking for? And he can be seen in the plays Mercury for Road and Macbeth at the Globe Theater. Yeah. He's also, I believe, doing a show currently right now. He's definitely got the chops. He, yeah, like, he was woo. fantastic. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. It was Director- a very subtle performance. That's oh, what yeah. I appreciated about it. When he says, my own, my little brother, when he says, my little brother, right at the end there. With the tear. With the tear. I know. Oh. I know. So the director is Jamie Child. <laughs> uh, Jamie Childs is a director known for Next of Kin, Vera, and Poldark. What He's a also great episode, last name he is. Episode. He also directed the, I believe, the first or second episode of this season as well. And then the writer was Vinay Patel, and he's uh, written "Murdered by My Father," "The Good Karma," "The Good Karma Hospital." Um, yeah, so th- it was nice because. This was actually, uh, I know usually when I do my who's who, it's all women. Yeah. <laughs> it's not intentional. It's just, it's been a very uh, female-driven season this mm. year. But it was nice to see that it's still uh, focusing on diversity diversity in the background with the writer being yes. a person of color as well. So I appreciate that. In terms of little tidbits and Easter eggs, 
Uh, there are a few references that I thought of when I was going through the episodes, such as uh, season one, episode eight, Father's Day with Rose and Pete. Mm. And just in terms of the episode going back to one of the companions' uh, personal history. Mm. And this episode, Rose actually does uh, change change the history mm-hmm. for oh. the better. It does not work out well. This yeah. is the Langolier episode, no. And right? it, brings, yeah. Yeah, it brings in a different kind of demon. Yes. Yeah. And it's just that, that, that last moment where she's like the last person her father sees as he's dying because um, her mother did say there was a blonde woman that was there with him right. when he died. And I was like, oh, God. Anyways. And he realizes who she is, too. Yeah. 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 So then there was also uh, season six, episode eight, uh, Let's Kill Hitler. And I wanted to bring that up because I wanted to talk about people oh, who Hitler. document uh, uh, people's points of death. So the Tesselecta, where the little people in the in the machine... And they would come there right before you were supposed to die, mm-hmm. collect you, torture you, and oh then God. put you back at your moment of death. So just it was kind of like the opposite of the the, the Jarians in oh. that way, that they <laughs> were there to honor them and the Tesselecta was there to torture them. I think it's just the people in the little, um, I think we're looking for the picture. It's like a picture of, a, it looks like Star Trek. <laughs> there we go. There you go. So that's the Tesselecta. Then season ten, episode six, extremists. Oh, I remember these people. Yeah, right. The yeah. little like dude people like running around the head. Like, yeah, oh, and the big person. Right, right. Yeah, and the giant, the giant robot person. That's yeah. how we get that whole crazy explanation that only a Stephen Moffat plot twist can pull off. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that season. Yeah, the, uh, season ten, episode six, extremists with the executioners and the vault uh, with Missy. Just the another thing of like people coming. The doctor was the witness, uh, mm-hmm. essentially the right. witness and the ca- um, the guard for for Missy at that point. I wonder if any of these different like cr- be like species ever cross paths. Yeah, like, the, like they're like huh. like the the, the Jari are there to like watch, and then there's like random robot full of little people shows yeah. up to torture them. They're like. That was unexpected. <laughs> like, also unnecessary. Or like they they grab them and then they put them back and right before the, the die, the the person looks up at the giants being like, I was just tortured for like, I don't know how long. I'm like, oh, well, we're just here to, to yeah. be witness to you. And the very last one I wanted to talk about was season eight, episode 11, Dark Water. And this was something I, I read an article where they were talking about how Oh, that was new. The TARDIS could take you to a time based off of the watch. And I was like, actually, that's not true. The TARDIS was able to take them to uh, hell, essentially, to find Danny Pink in this episode by using Clara as kind of like the the, the watch in this instance where her memories and her connection to him mm-hmm. pulled them there. So and that's just – I thought that goo and the – Tars is really cool back in the day. <laughs> also, uh, the chat says there were also uh, those vulture people in the Sarah Jane adventures who oh, faked yeah. the doctor's death to steal the TARDIS so they could go back in time and stop all death. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so this is an interesting running theme in Doctor Who yeah. is the the idea of death as when it is finite because mm-hmm. it's something with time travel that like people are uh, every time travel story since. The time machine mm-hmm. has somewhat focused on the idea of changing a death. Yeah, right. that's the main thing that people want to go back to. Is someone has died, you want to prevent it. Mm-hmm. And the idea of well, you can't always do that. But what would people do outside of actually changing their death? Yeah. They might torture them. They might try to save their memories. Right. They might just try to 
pay om it's sort of like what the jar are just, and just pay homage to them. Also, you have you have a main character who both dies and never dies all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it has yeah. that that paradox within the main character. There's definitely also something to be said for going back. Say, um, you know, if you lose someone when you're you're really long, young, um, like I lost my mom when I was six. And I definitely there's something to be said for wanting to go back just to kind of see what she was like mm-hmm. as a as a person because as a six year old I don't know mm-hmm. yeah um, or and you know and younger than that so it'd just be interesting to go back and see who your parent was or who your other yeah. loved one was and just sort of to kind of observe that way also would be you know another interesting thing yeah yeah, yeah wish fulfillment there's yeah. also just yeah. an, another like in terms of a sci-fi theme and a non-political theme this year of what did I write down? Of people changing the timelines, like or, or something. There's something about I don't know. I got a, a weird, like little spider tingly feeling. Spider, spider, was it called? Spider sense. Spider sense. When <laughs> the Thajarians were talking about how when they came back to the world, it had been destroyed, and mm. I was like. Is that? I wonder what. Like, is that a possible timeline change? There does seem to be a lot of connections between our bad guys. Like when you had Tim Shaw and his people that were like centered around like taking, like capturing and killing humans, Mm -hmm. and now you have this race of people who were assassins, like an entire society of assassins. Who are who have been wiped out and have changed? Like, but you I, don't find out really what destroyed them. Or yeah, changed them. yeah. So it's suspicious. I have True. a feeling yeah. that in the finale we are going to tie a lot of these loose ends together, or maybe not the finale, but the holiday special, whenever mm-hmm. that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and still no word on well, uh, episode no eleven. There yeah, is yeah. an episode eleven, but no word on when it's going to happen. Mm. Interesting. Um, as far as that, because I was reading a bunch of articles trying to figure out like when. Because, like, Chibnall has never said it's not on Christmas. Mm-hmm. He well, just said it might not be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he, yeah, he just said we're filming in episode 11. But, like, all the other quotes are not, are misattributed to him. Mm-hmm. Which okay. is the Which is one of the articles that, that I was reading this week. Interesting. Is ah. that they, they misattributed to Chibnall. All he said is there is an 11th episode in a 10-episode mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, but only Moffat has commented on it not being on Christmas. So oh, it was, okay. it was Moffat said like, we've mined Christmas to death basically. To, oh, to, but Moffat uh, ju- was just done well, with Moffitt, the doctor. Yeah. And that was, but that was Moffat just like talking about his opinions on yeah. the show. He's like, we did a lot of Christmas last time. We barely right. even touched it. That right. was his take on it is that like, he sort of done, he felt like they had done all the Christmas stories they have. Right. And then the rumor started circulating. Maybe they're moving to New Year's, to New Year's day. Ooh, so we okay. really have no idea. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll let us know soon. Mm -hmm. Um, But guys, that's going to do it for the Doctor Who After Show on After Buzz TV. Thank you all so much for joining us. We have a minute and six seconds. All right, quick predictions. We can do it. Go, 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 go. Scary Robots next week. Okay. Predictions. Scary Robots next week. It's nice to like fulfill all of the Doctor Who requirements. Oh, yeah. And now we're, we've done a heartfelt, dramatic episode. Let's get to Scary Robots. I was going to call them yes. creepy uh, commerce robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remind me of the, um, the, the, the From the Whale episode yeah. of uh, season five, episode two. With a little, like, head spinny guys. I feel like it would be nice to have a little Moffat nod with a creepy kid. I'm hoping there's going to be a creepy kid episode <laughs> coming up just to kind of check out all, all the boxes and mm-hmm. kind of revisit all the other ones. So I'm curious to see what other, like, old school Doctor Who stuff we're also going to find. Yeah. I definitely am excited to, um, I hope that there, and I, I 
purposely don't watch the recaps for the next season just so I can kind of go into it a little bit blind just for this show. Um, I'm kind of hoping that it can be somewhere on a different planet. I'm hoping to see a different planet next episode. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be the it's gonna be the creepy robots, but I think it might also be maybe a little bit more of a focus on Graham in a strange way. Like we've had mm. kind of characters we know we know well we know so much about his backstory with his wife, but just I don't know what what he is outside of that family. Also, kind of I'm curious to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, also or following the kind of the themes of the of uh, of Doctor Who this is going to talk about corporations and the problem with corporations. Yeah, the political that's yeah. as well. Which is going to be nice. This yeah. is this is going to be the Doctor Who episode capitalism takedown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Finally. Uh, Destroy consumerism. <laughs> that's that's my impersonation. Speaking of, of brands of and consumerisms, let's tell you where you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, thank you so much yeah. for that setup, Dave. I'm Dave Child. I'm just going to go right. Yeah. I'm Dave Child. You can find me at MRDaveChild on Twitter and Instagram and DaveChild.com. Also, if you go on my Twitter, go to my pinned tweet right now is a music video I star in that just came out. And it's uh, pretty weird and pretty funny. So I would recommend you go and watch that music video if you want to see me boogie, it's which so, I know you do. It's so Always. it's such a funny sight. Mm. I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's XIA underscore land. And right after this, we're going to talk about more Marvel things that I was talking about previously on Marvel TV Weekly. Down with corporatism. <laughs> Take down capitalism. I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also catch me tomorrow night for the Outlander af- uh, after show and then possibly on Wednesday for the Lore after show. All right, guys. I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. This week, new new cool things happening. Starting on Thursday, you can now catch me hosting Marvel Movie News over on our sister network, The Popcorn Talk. Uh, it's gonna be me and Amy Cassandra Martinez every week from here on forward, talking all things Marvel movies, TV, book, comics, and other stuff. I'm excited about it. I will see you there Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific time, guys. This has been the Doctor Who After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.